Uh, yeah, let's jump right in. We're going to start in 2 Corinthians uh, 3.18, okay? 2 Corinthians 3.18, uh, and I'm reading from the New King James Version um, uh, in case, you know, you've got something different. 2 Corinthians 3.18, New King James. And it says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as a mirror, watch this, the glory of the Lord, right, are being transformed, okay? Say transformed, are being transformed into what? So it says, so, so beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, that we are being transformed into something. It says into the image from what? From glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord saying and So, and so just as we behold, it says in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into what? The same image. Okay. You got to get that in your mind. You got to get that in your mind. You got to get that in your mind. You got to get that in your heart because so many times we may get confused as to the point of it all and to the point of the work that God is doing in our lives and the point of what we've been caught out, out of, right? We think it may be for something else, but the scripture here is being very clear that, 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 but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord that we behold as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, that we are being what transformed into the same image. Okay. From glory to glory, just as being, uh, just as by the spirit of the Lord. And so what we're talking about today is the start of a series. I think it's only going to be two parts, but you know how these things go. I say it's going to be two parts and the Holy Spirit, give me something. And then it's eight. So it's, but, but for now it seems like it's going to be a two part series and it's called, listen, from this to that. Okay. From this to that, Part one, we're talking about change. Okay, watch this. So this is the name of the series is From This to That. And part one is about change. Part two, we'll get to in, in two weeks. Now watch this. So we talk about, so we just heard from this, this scripture, it says we're being transformed, right? Into that same image of the Lord from glory to glory. So we have that cliche that the only thing in life that's constant is change. We, we, we hear that. And not only do we hear it, but when you hear it, it resonates with you because we've all experienced that. We've all understand that. We go through that. We go through changes. We go through th- changes and we see things around us change. Right? We go from season to season and we understand the season from season we go from. We understand that dynamics from relationships change, financial dynamics change, living situation, things change. We go, there are different seasons in life, different dynamics. We go from one to the next, right? When you even look at yourself, oh, I'll talk for me. I won't use anybody as an example, but myself, uh, uh, I'm not the same person that I was last year. Amen. And, and I shouldn't be the same person that I was last year. I'm not the same person that I was six months ago. And I'm not talking about the fact that I put up, put on a little bit of weight. It's just the fact that inside I'm different. I'm outside, I'm different on the outside a little bit, a few more extra pounds, but I'm different on the inside as well. And it's not the outside that counts. It's the inside, by the way. Anyway, um, so, so I'm not the same person that I was last year and I can look at myself and I can say, yes, I've gone through different seasons and yes, I've gone through changes. And so we know that change is inevitable in life. And we go from season to season and that we see here in the scriptures that we just read, uh, for, to open up this series that, that as we see the Lord's face, the glory of the Lord beholding the mirror, that we will be changed and we will be transformed into that same image. I'm trying to tell you now that if God's goal is to get me into the image of Christ, there's a lot of change that has to happen in Rick in order to get there. I understand parent is already like Jesus, so she don't have a whole lot of changing to do. But I'm talking about me, that if God is trying to get me into the image of Christ, that there's a whole, Guinness, there's a whole lot of change in me that has to happen in order to be like the image of Christ, okay? And so if that's going to happen, then I need to understand that I, watch this, need to change, okay? And that God is going to, listen, one way or the other, if his ultimate goal is to conform me into the image of Christ and for me to be changed into the image of Christ, then I need to understand the fact 
that there's a lot of change that has to happen in me in order to be more like Jesus. Oh, we love saying it when we're mad and we don't want to do the wrong thing. Say, well, I ain't Jesus. Well, I'm not like, you know, yes, you're not. But that doesn't mean act a fool. That means we need to change so that we can become more like Jesus. And we don't do the changing. That it is the Holy Spirit and it is the work of God inside of us that transform us into the image of Christ. So I need to understand that I'm not going to be like I've, like I've been. This year's me will be different from next year's me, okay? And I'm not going to be the same. I'm not the same as I was last year that I need to change. I see you, I see you parent. That needs to definitely happen to me. Now watch this. Now watch this. We have to understand that, 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 that this change is a continual change. It's something that happens this, this year. And then next year, there'll be more change. Next year, there'll be more change. Next month, listen, today's one thing. And tomorrow there'll be a new process and more process and more grinding in this transformation and God bringing us out of stuff into something else. Now watch this. We have here's something we've got to understand because sometimes when something changes, we think that that's the end of the thing. Now watch this. So we see that 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 God is going to transform us and that God is changing us, right? And He's bringing out of us, uh, bringing us out of something, bringing us out of ourselves into new, right? Now watch this. The deliverance, and this is where we can't get caught today. Okay, this is what we're focusing on today. That your deliverance, okay, your deliverance, your coming out of something is not the end of that story. Okay, it's not all that God has for you. Watch this. That God has taken you out of something, but not just to take you out of it and to leave you out of it, even though being out of it may be better than what than, than being in it. But he didn't just take you out of it just to take you out of it. He took you out of it to bring you into something else. OK, God, this is, your deliverance is not just about being taken out of something. He has taken you out of something, but to put you into something else. Now, I get it. Sometimes the stuff you see here, the stuff that we've come out of have been so harsh. And so I'm rejoicing. You can breathe a sigh of relief. Yes, breathe a, breathe a sigh of relief and rejoice and be happy that you were brought out of it. But do not stay there. Get ready because there will be a time where it is time to move. That out is not the end. Out is just the beginning of what God is trying to do in you, okay? So bringing you out of something and placing you out of that thing, whatever that thing was, um, uh, to, to deliver you out of it. And sometimes it's not even external. Sometimes it's internal. That the deliverance that has happened in our lives is something that he's delivered us out. And it's a mindset or it's a heart thing or it's, a, it's an emotional thing or something like that. And he's taking you out. But he didn't just take you out to take you out. He took you out to place you into something. And so your out is not the end. Your out is literally just your beginning. It is the start of the road and the start of the path that God has you on. Tanya, God did not bring you out of something just to leave you out of something. He brought you out of something to take you forward. Watch this to something else. I'm about to go. I'm, I'm about to do Bible. Pastor John Hannah says, let's go Bible. I see you, Tanya. He says, let's go Bible. I'm about to go Bible. So y'all don't have to just believe me. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you in the Bible where God does this. First Peter chapter two, nine. I'm showing you where he's doing where he does this, doesn't this before and how he's going to do it in your life. Watch this. First Peter two, nine. I'm reading King James version. First Peter two, nine. I'm gonna make sure I slow down. Watch this. He says, it says, but you are chosen generation. Yes, you, Mike and Gina, you are chosen generation. Micah, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Watch this, Yenis, a peculiar people. Watch this, that you should show forth the praises of him. Here we go. Who called you what? Out of darkness, okay? If it's in your Bible, circle out or highlight out. Who brought you out of darkness, but watch this. It didn't just say who brought you out of darkness. He says he brought you out of darkness where? Into what? His marvelous light. And so he, so he, so now watch this. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, Charmaine. Watch this, a holy nation, a peculiar people who should show forth the praises of him who did what? Who called you out of darkness, but he called you out of darkness 
into something, into his marvelous light. And we'll talk about in the, in the future uh, parts of this series what it means to be out of darkness and now into light. Now watch this. In Genesis 12, 1, again, New King James Version. We're going Bible. Here we go. Genesis 12, 1 says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, watch this, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. He didn't just say, leave them. He didn't say, just leave the country, leave your family, leave your father's house. He says, and go to a land that I will show you. So he called him from his father's house. He called him from his country. He called him from his people, but he called him to leave that, right? And called him out of that, but he called him to something else. Watch this. Here we go. Matthew 4, 1922. We doing some Bible stuff this morning, y'all. Matthew 4, 19 through 22, because I got to show y'all that I'm not just saying this. God God is in the habit of bringing you out of something and putting you into something else. Okay, here we go. Third scripture uh, uh, reference, Matthew 4, 19 through 22. And Jesus said unto them, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Okay, this is when Jesus comes up to two of the disciples, they're fishing and cashing nets. It was Peter and Simon. And he says, you you guys uh, are fishing now. Stop doing that. I'm pulling you from that. And I'm and I and I am making you something else. Okay, he said. And straightway they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And immediately they what they did what they came out of the ship. They left their ships. They left something. And they did what went to something. They started following Jesus. And so we see the fact that what you've been called out of is only half of the step. It's only the beginning because you're called out of to go in to something else. Amen. And you got to internalize that. You can make that, that you can make that one of your affirmations. Y'all know sometimes we write this stuff down here at Impact, but we have these affirmations where you say, God called me out of something to go in. And you can label that something. Watch this. You can say, God called me out of, and you fill in the blank what he called you out of, what he delivered you out of. And then there's a finishing statement to that, to go into and then figure out what that finishing. Because sometimes you may not know what the finishing is, what he called you. You may not know what he's called you into at the moment that he's called you out. Watch this. And don't let not knowing what he's calling you into to stop you from coming out of something you know he's going to bring you out of. Listen, don't let not knowing what the next is stop you from coming out. Because one thing's for sure, you know you need to be out of that. And so come out of that. He, he told Abram, I'm going to call you out from your father's house. I'm I, not, I am going to. I am calling you to leave your father's house and to leave your country. I'm calling you to leave your people. And I'm going to, uh, to go to a land that you haven't seen yet, that, that I'm going to show you where to go. And Abram had to leave immediately, even though he didn't know where the destination was. And so many times we want to wait, we want to hold because, well, I don't know what's next, or I don't know where God wants me to go. But if you know he's calling you out from something, I see you, Crystal, because that's Crystal. Crystal, listen, that's what Crystal needs. Crystal needs God to confirm it five times. Then Crystal needs me to say two words about it. And then Crystal needs a, a, a preacher in Baltimore to say something. And then there's this guy in Detroit that she listens to all the time, and she needs the Detroit pastor to say. So she needs all this stuff to tell her what's next in order for her to move. No, 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 I'm just messing around with Chris. I can do that because I know she's going to laugh about it. But it's, a, it's a true a little bit. But anyway, so, so <laughs> I'm just messing around. So, but we we need all the confirmation to come to, to for what's next in order for God. But God is telling you to move now. And if, listen, if I can, if I if I can trust, if I can see how God handled me in the past, and I know how He is sustaining me now, I can trust Him with my now, or trust Him. I see you pairing me too. Or, but I can trust Him enough with the future to. Oh my God. 
Can I trust God enough with the future to obey him right now? That's somebody log off right now. That might have been for you right now. And you don't even need to hear the rest of the sermon. That can I trust God enough with my future to obey him right now? Okay. that even if I don't know what's happening in the future, I trust him enough with that, that I can obey him with my right now, that I can leave my country. I can leave. I can do what he told Abram. I can leave that which is familiar or I can leave and move forward from the right now and trust him with him bringing me out that I don't even have to know what's happening here. God must want to obey him right now because I trust him with it. Y'all done got me all off my notes. Watch this. So there's things we know for sure. I see you see it. That is good. I see you, parent. We all need those confirmations. I do the same thing. Watch this. So we know two things, right? That God is constantly growing me, that the growth never ends, that there's always a next, and there's always an after this, that there's always an, even for you right now, Larry, there is a next. Larry, there is an after this. There is growth for you right now. Micah, there is always an after uh, after this. Watch this. And so and so my next, I see you, brother Larry. And, and so my next, my after this will not be like I... What I was called out of. Okay. So these are two things we know. We know that God is always growing me, that God is always, that he's changing me, that, 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 that the goal is to conform me to the image of Jesus Christ. Like we read in that scripture, watch this. And that as long as that transformation is happening, it's going to be continuous because if you anything like me, it's going to take a long time and a lot of changes for God to make me just like Jesus. Right. And so I understand it's going to be continuous and it's going to take time and that there's always a next, there is always an after this, there's always something following this right now. Watch this. What we got to understand then too, is that my next and that my after this will not be like what I've been called out of. Okay. That what, that, that, that what I am being called, what my next is will not be anything like what I've been called out of. Let's look at the, let's look at Israel as an example. Okay. Watch this. Deuteronomy 11.10. Deuteronomy 11.10. I'm doing new King James version. Deuteronomy 11.10. This is God uh, uh, speaking to the ch- ch- children of Israel about this deliverance. Watch this. He says, for the, for the land which you go to possess, watch this, is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come. He is trying to tell them that, 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 that you know, all the, the, the comfort and luxury, even though you were in slavery, that you saw the Egyptians living, that all the surround, everything that, that is associated with Egypt, this land is nothing like it. He is saying that the land that you are going to possess is not like the land from which you have come. And so we have to understand the fact that where God has taken us and our next and what is new and what is coming up for us is nothing like anything we've been through before. Listen, and the problem is we may like familiar, we may like comfort, we may like what we're used to liking, uh, but God is saying where I'm going to take you is nothing like what I brought you out of, okay? So where you are going is nothing like where you've been before. And that's easy when when I didn't like what I, where I was before. That's easy when I needed deliverance from something or deliverance out of something. I love the fact that where I'm going is nothing like that. But what happens when you like where you were? What happens when you were comfortable where you were? What happens with where you were was familiar? What happens when you felt like you, like you flourished where you were? What happens when where you were was God's provision for you? And now I see you see here and now he's taking you out. Let's not forget. Listen, Egypt wasn't always a place of slavery for the Israelites. Listen, Egypt at one point in this story was deliverance for them, was God's provision for them. It was a famine in the days of Joseph and and, and the Israelites were suffering that famine. Joseph, who who was part of that, but his brothers betrayed him, but then he worked his way up and now he's right under Pharaoh, right? And Joseph is in Egypt and, and Joseph 
saves Israel by having them come to Egypt in the first place because of, because of the famine. And so at one point that was God's provision, but now the seasons have changed. Now things have changed. And a place that used to be your provision, a place that might've used to be comfort for you, a place that God may have brought you to before, now is not that place anymore. And now it represents slavery. It may not even be physical slavery. It could be slavery of the mind. You could be keeping yourself in a box because you're keeping yourself in a place where God no longer wants you to be, or God no longer has for you. And he's trying to pull you out, but because it is comfortable or we liked it, or it was provision that God did for us years ago, we think he's still moving in our lives right now, the way he moved years ago. And God may have shifted and may have moved. And now Tanya, he's working in your life a totally different way from what he used to work in your life. And now parent, God is doing something totally different or calling you to why he placed you in in, in a situation or a place or something for a short term to shelter you or to provide for you, to look out for you during the famine. Now things have changed. Don't get so used to Egypt and to provision that was given there that now you live in slavery and don't understand that he is calling you out of that into something else. Because listen, while Egypt provided for them during the famine, Egypt wasn't the promised land. They were never meant to be there hundreds of years, but they stayed there and they should have never stayed there. We're here for the famine. The famine's over. We out. But they didn't leave when they were supposed to leave. And it became a place of bondage. How in the world? I see you see her. How in the world does a place that used to be provision now becomes a place of slavery? Man, because they, 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 they stay too long. Maybe we should do that in this series, too. All right, watch this. So we don't want get, to get too get too comfortable with where we are. Right? We got to get ready for what? Get ready for new. Get ready for unfamiliar. And get ready for different. Because that is what is in our next. Now, this part right here is going to hurt you, Micah. Watch this. Hold on, Micah. Don't, don't hang up when I say this, okay? But watch this. So we understand that God is constantly changing us. And that God is constantly conforming us into the image of Christ. We're constantly changing, right? Now, watch this. And that's and, and he's and 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 since and since we're conforming to the image of Jesus, and that we've got a next for us, and we're going to move to that next. Watch this. Not only is the next or the or, or the what's coming up or what God is moving you to. Not only is that new, nothing like what you came from. Okay, so not only what God is taking you out of, He's taking you out. He's taking you to the new, and the new is nothing like what He brought you out of. Right. So we see that the new is that the next is going to be new. Nothing like what I came from. Watch this. The same truth about that is the same truth about you. Okay, it's the same truth about you that the you that he brought out will not be the same you that goes in. Watch this. That yes, he's preparing and he's changing and he's getting the the, the next and the and, and, and the after this ready for you. But the same parent that he brought out is not going to be the same parent that goes in. Okay, the same Micah that he delivered from something is not going to be the same Micah that goes into what's new. The same the same crystal that came out, the same Mike that came out is not going to be the same one that goes in. Watch this. The same you he brought out is not going to be the same you that goes in. Listen, you may need to write that down. And make that part of your affirmations. I see you, Pam. That the same you that came out is not going to be the same you that goes in. Watch this. There is a change in you before you go in. Okay. There will be a change in you before you go in to that next. Watch this. If you look at, we, we can continue with that same example with the children of Israel. If you look at Numbers 32 13, Numbers 32 13. I, I, I know when I get rolling, I start talking fast, y'all. Numbers 32, 13. I see you, parent. There is a change in you before you go in. Watch this. Numbers 32, 13. 
uh, and we're, we're going to dive deeper into this one uh, uh, in one of the future uh, series of this lesson. So the Lord's anger aroused against Israel. This is about when they in the wilderness. He made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years, okay, until the generation that had done evil in his sight was gone. This, And if you read before this, it talks about that anyone who was 20 years and above when they came out of Israel will were not going to make it until the new, into the promised land. That a whole generation, right? he said, anyone coming out who came out of, um, who came out of uh, uh, Egypt, who was 20 years and over, he said, they will not make it into the promised land. Watch this. You got to understand this, that not everything and not everyone can go with you into the next. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not saying parent again, I'm saying not everything, watch this, in me can go into the next. Not every mindset that I have, not every attitude that I have, not every demeanor that I have, not, not every habit, not everything about me that is currently brought out can go into the next. He said every single person 20 years and over who came out of Egypt, even though that they came out of Egypt to go into the new, these folks ain't going into the new. Okay, it's going to be a whole nother generation. So the me that is going in is not going to be the same me that came out. I can't go in the way that I am. That he won't even allow the things that are that that in me to go into the new. And all that's got to change. And so, Michael, when we sit there and talk about change, we're talking about the fact that there are some things about me that has to change before I go into the new. And all that change has to happen where? Right inside of me. And I understand sometimes that is a hard concept to get. And I understand sometimes that is not our natural reaction, that the change that has to happen before I go in, it ain't the place that it is me. It ain't anybody else, but it is who? That it is me, that I'm the one and that the change has to happen. Which Now watch this. Not even uh, not not even Moses. I want to show you another, another change. Watch this. 3252. Deuteronomy uh, 3252. I see you see here. Deuteronomy uh, 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 what did I say? 3252. Watch this. We're talking about change. Deuteronomy 3252 uh, uh, says, therefore, this is God talking to Moses. Therefore, you will uh, you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land. I am given to the people of Israel. Listen, y'all, y'all see that even Moses didn't get in. Even Moses didn't get to go. And, and, and in a subsequent, uh, subsequent um, uh, 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 teaching, we're going to dive deeper into that too. Watch. The, so even Moses himself did not get to go into the promised land. Even Moses, the deliverer, Moses, the one that God had trained since birth. Moses, when you saw how God just kind of uh, navigated him through to be the one who was going to deliver um, um, Israel from Egypt. I, I see you. Even he, I see you, Ma. Even he did not get to go. Why? Watch this. We have to understand, watch this, that the thing that got you out served its purpose. It got you out. But you can't even get attached to those things that God used to bring you out to get you into your next. Because some things only served its purpose to get you out. That the purpose of this thing or the purpose of that thing or this person or that, sometimes the only purpose that a thing had was to help bring you out, but it's not meant to go in. And until we go in, God is going to have to release some of those things. And we get these loyalty to these things because something, and, and sometimes it's not, I mean, it's not even people. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes God will get you up in the morning and he's working with you at this time or God's, and, and, and we get so stuck on these processes and ways. And we think God only works in certain ways and no, he wants you out of the 
box and understand that, yes, that got you out. Moses got them out, but Moses can't take them in. And we can't cling so hard to our Moses that we don't start to follow Joshua. Because listen, you can follow Moses all the days of your life and you're going to die right on that mountain looking at the promised land the same way Moses did. You need, Sometimes we need, while we're in the wilderness and we're and it's time to go, I see you see here, we need to understand that, thank you, Moses, God used you in such a great way to deliver us. And watch this, while, while we were there, we may not have appreciated our Moses because they didn't appreciate Moses. We may not even expect, we may have complained to Moses and I complained and this and that the whole time and didn't even appreciate you, Moses. But now I see it. Thank you so much. But I've got to move on and I've got to follow Joshua. And I cannot be so so attached to because God did great things for us through Moses. He did great things. But now that served its purpose. It got me out. It got to me, got me where I am. So now I thank you, Moses. And God did so many great things. But now God is in a Joshua move. And I cannot say committed and dedicated and look because the only loyalty I have is to God, not the tools that he used. Come on, somebody. The only loyalty that I have is to God and not the not the tools or the people, or the resources that he used. And so while he used Moses, watch this to get me out. Now that I'm in the place where I'm out, he's no longer using Moses because Moses ain't going in. Moses was the takeout guy. Moses was a takeout guy. Joshua is the going in guy. And now if I'm going to go in, I now have to do what? I've got to follow Moses. I've got to leave it there. Watch this, y'all. The same me, the same me that came out is not going to be the same me that goes in. Come on, y'all. I've got to change. And so we're going to make a couple commitments this morning, y'all, as we, as, as we wrap up, okay? Because if you're, ready, if you're ready for this new and if you're ready for the change, that listen, while God is working and preparing and prepping the new, and the new may, may I, see you see, I see you, Crystal, and the new may be already ready, that we have to understand that God, that the change that is happening now in us is prepping us for what's next or what God has for us. And, 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 and that the same me that came out cannot go into the, it's not even an option. I was talking to a parent a couple of weeks ago and, I, and we were talking about this very thing as God was just pouring it on me that, that, that we make these statements like, yeah, I can't take this into the, oh, I got it. I can't like, it's not about can you or can't you take something in. It's not going. It won't go. And don't let that thing, don't hold on to something so so much that 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 you then don't move forward because you're trying to hold on to this thing. And you think that you can have a choice in the matter whether it goes into the new or not. Listen, I can't take, no, the new mind, the old mindset can't go. It won't go. God won't allow it to go. You won't even be able to move forward. You won't even be able to see, receive, and walk in your new if you're holding on to some of these old things like old mindsets and old hearts. You won't even, God could have a whole, he's got this whole thing of, for you ahead and you won't be able to conceptually even see it or even think you can achieve it or even have the faith to believe it if you hold on to the old stuff. You won't be able to do it. It ain't no choice of whether or not you're going to take it or not. It can't go. It won't go. You won't go. You won't go with it. You'll be be hanging on to Moses and see the promised land, but you won't be able to grab onto your Joshua and walk in. Watch this. My commitments. Number one, my commitment is that is that I realize that I need to change. Okay, now, now I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Charmaine. I know Charmaine's perfect, close to perfect. She got to change a little bit. I'm talking about me. I have to change. Okay, I realize that I watch this have to change. Second Corinthians three eighteen. We read this to start. It says, "But we all unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord." 
are what? Being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord, that we are being transformed into the image of the Lord. And and and, and listen, and if I am going to be, and I said it earlier, if, if I'm going to look anything like the Lord Jesus, there's a lot of change that has to happen in me before I start to look that way. Amen. And so I realized that I need to change. Romans 12, one and two says, I beseech you. And watch this. And, 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 and I'm different from what I was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And even the different me needs to continue to change. Because as much as I'm not the image of God now, I definitely didn't look like it five years ago. And so and so there's more that needs to change. And this change is constant. Romans 12, one and two says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, this is New King James Version, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? And so there's that change that we've got to be transformed by what? By the renewing of our mind. Why? Remember, we're not called out of anything just to stay out, we're called out to go in. Watch this. That and so to be conformed to things of worth that we can that we can prove what what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That unless unless I am what not conformed to the world, unless I am transformed by renewing my mind, I will never be able to live out and to prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. It says, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may." So it's a, that that unless I do that, I'm not able to prove the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Unless I am what transformed by the renewing of my mind. And so I need to what? I need to change. Easy for me to pray that situations change because we pray that situations change. I can pray a situation change. I can pray that 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 Yenis changes and I can pray that Micah change. God knows I pray that Mike changes. I can pray for all these people to change, uh, but my focus needs to be what? On my own change, on my change, because that's who God is. God, listen, God is trying to conform me into the image of Christ. So I don't need to be concerned about uh, uh, or telling Sierra, you need to change. You need to change. You need to change. No, no, no. I need to focus on my change. Now watch this. I need to get comfortable. I need I, I, I need not to get comfortable is what I should say. Uh, do not get comfortable with the now you, with the you, you that you are now, because you are going to change. Don't get comfortable with who you are now. God is changing that. And tell everybody else, the you that I am now, the, 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 who I am right now is cha- Don't get too comfortable with me, with who I am now. I am changing into the image of Christ from glory to glory. And, and, and I got news for some people. Some people don't want to see you change. Some people want you to stay exactly who you and they don't want you to change. And the minute you change and the minute you start, then all of a sudden they got a problem with you. They don't want, they want you to stay right where you are, be who you were, always be this, be in this box. And they don't want you to. And I'm trying to tell you that you need to, you, you need to understand for yourself. Don't get too comfortable with who I am. And people need to know, that I do not get too comfortable with who I am. And so we need to realize that number one, what we need to change. Number two, Let's make sure that we are committed to our change, that I am committed to the work that God is doing in me. The Bible says that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it uh, to the Lord today, uh, today of the Lord Jesus. And so if he's going to be committed to the change, if he is the one who started the good work and he's going to be faithful to complete it, then I need to also make sure that I am in and I am committed to the work of God that is going on inside of me and that change. James 1.8 says that a double-minded man is unstable stable in all his ways. And I need to say, you know what, God, if your ultimate will is to conform me into the image of Jesus, and I can be Jesus here on earth, then that's exactly what I am committed to do. Commit to it. Watch this. Even though it has yet to be discovered what I am changing into. Listen, we may not see it. 
First John three two, he says, "I beseech you, therefore, bro, uh, 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 I'm sorry, that's, uh, um, I put the wrong one there." But James three talks about how now are we James first uh, first John, excuse me, first John three two says, "Now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is." It says, "Now are we the children, uh, the, the, the sons of God, right? Now we are God's sons." He says, "Now even though it does not yet appear what we shall, so it doesn't yet appear, or it doesn't yet, I'm not yet one hundred percent." living that right now, or it doesn't seem like it, but now am I, what, a child of God? And it does not yet appear what I shall be, but I do know that when he appears, I shall be like him because I will, what, see him as he is. That's First John 3, 2. And so I can't, now, uh, another thing, uh, let me let Perrin back in. Look, she dropped out. Here we go. Watch this. So we got to be committed to that. Uh, 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 another thing, we cannot be too comfortable with being and I'm putting in air quotes, being out of that, of being out, being from whatever we were delivered from, that we become complacent where we are and we don't move forward. OK, we cannot we cannot become so comfortable with being out of that, being out of the old, being delivered, that we now become complacent and we do not move forward. Now, here's the thing. We can become very comfortable in that space in between where we've been delivered from and what's next, because at least where I am now ain't as bad as where I was. And so, and so that within itself sometimes can cause us to be complacent and can cause us never to pursue what's next and can cause us to never move forward. Do not fall for the trap of complacency. Do not fall for the trap of staying where you are and being idle. Always move forward, even if where you are, I see you, I see you. I need to work on that too, Tanya, that, that what I came out of, that, 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 that I'm better now off now where I was, but where I am right now isn't the end goal. God has something forward for me, and I've got to keep on moving forward in that. So don't fall for that complacency, that complacency trap. Now watch this. We have to be patient in the process. We did so. We, listen, we did a whole we did a whole series on patience, and so go back to the Buzzsprout page and, and, and hear that. But that that whole sermon is point number three. Uh, and but we're not going to go through that whole thing. You got to go back and listen to the to the patience. But it's not over yet, you know. So go back to our patience uh, uh, series, and then uh, in two weeks uh, we're going to do um, uh, the fourth point. Here is going to be our next um, our next uh, uh, teaching series, um, our, our part two in this teaching series. That I need to beware of the pitfalls and error of right now, okay? I need to be aware of the pitfalls and the errors of right now, okay? We're gonna call that one woes in the wilderness. And we're gonna look at all the mistakes that the generation that could not go into the in, into the promised land, the mistakes that they made and why they couldn't go into the next. And these are the mindsets. These are the heart issues. These are the, the, the things that we need to drop as we move forward, and and because it, it can't go, that God is changing these things, and these are things that we have to understand are going to change in order for us to move uh, uh, to the by the glory of God into what into our next. And so we understand that we, when we talked about He called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. God did not deliver you out of something just to just for you to be delivered and placed in this holding place that we call the middle. No, He called you out of something to take you into something else, and that that out. From in is constant. You're going to con- you're constantly taken out to be placed in. Con- but you got to understand that while you're taken out, that same you that just came out ain't going to be the same you that goes in to your next. And right there is where all the th- all the things change. He takes you out, going to change us to take us in because that you that came out can't go in there because that you that came out ain't ready for there. And so that that you has got to change.